We love you, Jesus. We glorify your name. We praise you, Lord. We came here tonight to go deeper into your word. Hallelujah. To learn more and more about you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We came to know you more. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you for the knowledge of your word. We love you for the seeds of divine truth that are being planted into us. We thank you, Lord, that things that may have been normal to us, Lord, that you are plucking those out right now, Lord. Things that we may have believed were normal for praise, Lord. Things that we may have believed that were normal for church, Lord. You are plucking those seeds out right now, and you are, you are filling those seeds, those places that those seeds were in with your divine truth, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for the message, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We are open to receive, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you'd like. Hallelujah. So my title is The Power of Praise, or because I love words, The Strength That Praise Possesses, or Armed with Praise, whichever one kind of gives you a little bit more of an idea of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Hallelujah. So it's going to be a little interactive. So I'm going to ask a question. Feel free to answer. All right. So I love words. I've always loved words. I have always um, kind of had an idea of how powerful words were because I, I, I love words. I, if there's a, a word that... Um, I know that's a pretty typical word. I like the thesaurus. I'll look up bigger meanings. I'm always expounding on my knowledge of words. So I've always had an idea of how powerful words were. So even at a younger age, I always kind of had an idea of how um, what I said mattered. Even though I didn't grow up in church, I, I knew. I, I'm a writer, so I knew. I, I started to discover the things I would write down coming true, like when I was a teenager, it freaked me out, but I didn't know the word, you know, I didn't know God really then, but I knew then how powerful words are. So, um, man, uh, I, I really, we're really going to kind of talk about, about that because praise is all about words. So, um, I kind of dissected the power of praise, so I won't go too nerdish on you, but <laughs> power the definition of power, or if you want just uh, some other adjectives to ex explain power, you can put strength, might, force, the authority granted to something or capacity, a document, um, influence, potential, effectiveness, and then um, praise. Now, this is what I really want to focus on. But Don, I want to ask you a question because Lewis is in, it, is it in here right now. Can you give me um, an example of how you praise your wife? I tell her I appreciate uh, laundry and dishes and, and the way she takes care of me. And uh, so and I tell her I love her a lot, all the time. 
So with that being said, Lynn, how do you, some examples of how you prayed to your husband? Um, I'm appreciative. I notice what he's done and when he's done it and make sure that I tell him. Amen. With that being said, praise, the definition, it is um, an act of expressing approval or admiration. It's an offering of grateful homage in words or a song. So think about that. Also, applause, cheer, cry, ovation, rave, boost, celebration, cheering, Flattery, hurrah, a regard. So, I mean, we could end it right here. What we just did before I started speaking was, what were we doing? We were exalting God. The thing is, we are not praising when we just stand there. You got to do something. It's an expression. It's an act. So we have to begin to understand what praise really looks like. It's more than just opening our mouth and just saying something. Even before that, though, some people just stand there. They think just when you say stand to your feet, them just standing there is an act of praise, and it's not. Praise is, is opening your mouth. Who has, ever, <laughs> who has ever cheered for someone without opening their mouth? How do you cheer for somebody? <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> What's an ovation? What's a stand? You know what a standing ovation is, right? That's just an ovation on steroids. <laughs> so... I mean, applause. How do, we, how do we applaud? Right. So when we are just standing there, when it's time to do praise and worship, we are being disobedient. Because nowhere in here does praise say anything about being quiet. There is nothing about praise that is quiet. Not a thing. Even your tears are praise. It's still an expression. Amen? So here are a few things that praise is, and then we're going to um, give you some scripture to, to talk about that. But another thing I wanted to point out was blessing. So the word bless, blessed, blessing is in the Bible over 400 times. You can interchange blessing with praise because another word for blessing is commendation, praise. So anywhere you say bless the Lord, you can say praise the Lord, you can, you can interchange it. Hallelujah. So, that, so I encourage you, I'm going to give you some scripture, but I encourage you to go back and just read Psalms and see how many times you can interchange that because, um, man, praise is important. Hallelujah. So pr these are some things that praise is. Praise is proactive. It is persistent. It is personal. It is passionate. It is pivotal. It is painful. It is productive, it is precious, it is purposeful, it is patient, it is pure, and it is perfect. So I'm going to give some scriptures to uh, back that up. I really believe that in the church right now, that God, that there, we are literally like, if you just, if you just stretch your fingers out, you can literally feel you can feel what's coming. It's that close. And I really believe that that breakthrough is in our praise. I, I just don't think that we have, as a church have really understood what 
what how powerful our praise is. Hallelujah. So I wanna I wanna talk about if you guys can go to Second uh, Chronicles twenty with me. I wanna talk about that. Two twenty. Oh no no I was right yeah Second Chronicles twenty, and when you get to verse twenty, raise your hands. And while you're doing that, I want to um, read some notes that I wrote. When we praise, we are coming into complete agreement with his word in faith and works. You are giving all you have to show God that who he is means something to you. And then we talked, we asked Don, husbands, how do you show your wife you, your love for her? Because the thing is, how can you express your love for somebody without opening your mouth? How do you do that? How we... we we praise each other. We give each other uh, compliments. You know, we say, hey, Gaby, those glasses are awesome. You look so pretty today. Carolyn, I love that shirt. Uh, Rhonda, your hair looks awesome. You are, you're so strong. Don, you are so loving. Lynn, you are so giving. Like, we just, we, those are praises to each other, right? The breakthrough is in our praise, so many of us haven't seen the victory because we aren't giving an effort. And yesterday, Tyler talked about that. He talked about us being so close to the victory, but a lot of times we give up or we don't press through because there's an effort made. And oh, this oh, Second Chronicles 20. And so I was meditating today. I'm sorry, you guys. Um um, I am working through, I am believing for a dental miracle. So just be in agreement with me because, uh, the enemy tried to try to get me distracted and do some stuff in my mouth, but I am standing on his word. Hallelujah. And I'm believing that I've already received my, my dental miracle. But, um, one of the things that Tyler said yesterday was about effort. And when I was meditating today, the Lord said that the effort is being is 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 being lost in praise. That is where our effort needs to be giving, and that's where we can push through. So I was like, oh man, that's awesome. Because when we don't praise, we're we're blocking so much. I mean, we don't realize how how incredible. How, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. <laughs> so uh, are you at Second Chronicles 20? All right. Who wants to read it for me? Okay, uh, we're gonna read Second Chronicles twenty twenty to thirty. Okay. Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, Judah." and inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mitzir, 
who had come against Judah, so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. When Judah, the Lord delivers Judah. When Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked toward the horde. And behold, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. None had escaped. Amen. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with this, um, this part of the story, but basically God told them that he was going to deliver this to them. So basically he just told them to praise. So, uh, and also not just in this story, but also there's another story that we're going to read about, but two awesome things that I see in it, which I think is very important with praise is that they woke up early in the morning. I think it's really important when you're really establishing and really, um, just pressing in with a relationship with God is to wake up early, to get your day set. Uh, when even before you get out of bed to start that day with praise it makes a big difference and I think it's awesome how they they don't always talk about um you know how specific time may be but I thought it was awesome how not only were they in the wilderness but it was early in the morning they got set up so how awesome is it that in in the army who came out first the praise and worshipers. And it was even the ones that had the instruments. They specifically said the priests with the trumpets and the ones that sang. So it's important. Praise is so important. That's why I truly believe that right now he's really trying to get us to a place of pure praise. And one of those things is to start your day out with praise. I'm telling you, when you do that, your whole day, it just changed the, it changes the whole trajectory of your day. But I think it's important that we see right here in this story how they, they woke up early and they got prepared and ready. And also, they were in the wilderness. And how often um, do you see that people are in the wilderness and they get distracted? But, but what it, it talked about specifically that they were getting ready to praise in the wilderness. And they didn't even notice the wilderness. I love it how at the end of 25, 24 how it says that they, when they came to that clearing and they looked down and they saw all those, those bodies. And then after that, if we would have continued to read, how they had so much spoil that it took them, what, three days? <laughs> they had to keep going back. They had so much. And I know for me, hallelujah, I know for me that I'm really learning and understanding what praise really looks like because I'm, it's easy for me to get up here and close my eyes and to learn a song. Um, I've always been able to learn a song pretty quickly, but even I was just going through the motions. I was asking God, why am I not seeing things happening that you promised? And, and you know, we, we try to go through those uh, check. I know I go these check boxes. Well, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Consider my ways. Okay. So what am I not doing? And I, I realized the more that I was pressing in that, my praise wasn't pure. And I know we can get into a whole unworthy thing, and, and I want you to kind of understand what I mean by the purity, the pureness of what praise really looks like. And, we'll, and I'm going to give some scripture for that. But I know for me, 
one of the biggest areas that I had a problem with was continuing to feel unworthy. I was in, and being riddled with guilt and shame and it blocked me because I was just constantly in this place of condemnation. And that we know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And, and I knew that, but I just had this horrible negative cycle in my mind that just was going over and over and over. And for me, God just kept tell, going back to his word and about really learning what praise means. And one of my favorite scripture right now has been creating me a clean heart, oh God, and coming to him. And when we repent and we lay all those things down, it begins to create this atmosphere where we can receive because so many times we're just throwing things down to give and we don't allow that time to receive what he, what he wants to say to us. So if you could go to Psalm 34, one, Psalm 34, one, it says, and so, um, Remember I said that praise, a lot of these scriptures, they're going to cover all the P's. So this one talks about what praise, um, how often we're supposed to praise. I will bless the Lord. And we said that we can put praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually means all the time. So that's what um, we need to be more mindful of our words because if we're really allowing his praise to continually be in our mouth, then his word needs to be continually in our mouth. And when we are going to open our mouths and if it's not going to be a blessing, then it is a curse. There is no gray area. It's either a blessing or it is a curse. Hallelujah. Because it says, and you know, sometimes if I think to myself, well, is it God? He reminds me, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot be double-minded. So there's only two, good or bad. So if you're not blessing, you're cursing. So one of the things that I'm learning to do is not say too much to make sure that what is coming out of my mouth is praising and it's blessing him. Hallelujah. So let's go to Psalm 71.6 next. Psalm 71, 6. Man, these, forgot how thin these um, pages can be. All right, Psalm 71, 6. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. So one thing that helped me when I was just really letting go of all that guilt and shame is remembering that in order to a praise is a blessing, right? So in order for my praise to be blessing, I can't, I can't be talking bad about myself. I'm his creation. So one of the things you have to remember is you better speak highly of his creation and that includes you. So here it says, by you, I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. So sometimes we get down on ourselves and we speak. We don't speak good things about ourselves. You are his creation. So you make sure that you, you are saying good things about yourself. That, can, that blocks us when we say those negative things. Those are, those are curses. So a lot of times... 
what ends up happening is nothing because you say a blessing in one breath and you're saying a curse. And then if you try to renounce that curse, you're just, you're just canceling out everything. So you're never allowing the praise or the blessings to go out and go forth and do what they need to do because you're, you're saying a curse just as much as the blessing. So we can't do that. So you don't have nothing nice to say. Don't say nothing at all. And just continually renew your mind until you know that when you open your mouth, it's going to be blessings coming out of it. So let's go to Psalm 100, verse 2. says, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Wait a minute. This doesn't sound right. Hold on a second. Oh, I'm in 101. Sorry. At the top of the page said 100. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So, um, purposeful. Praise is purposeful. So, Psalm 100, verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Verse four, enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. So if you have a hard time just really praising him in your life, just know that when you're serving him with gladness, you cannot you cannot praise God and be mad at the same time. It can't happen. I mean, you just, there's not room for it. You can't. So praise is painful. That's the thing. If it's not costing you, then it's not praise. I'm just saying. Praise is a sacrifice. It is going to cost you something. Praising God is going to cost you something. I know for me... Watching Emery in that bed, it did something to me. And, and, and I know as moms and as parents, you guys can understand to a degree what I mean by that. But I really had to press in. I really had to let myself go because I was riddled in fear. Absolutely overtaken with fear. And it was so hard to hear his voice at that time because I was in so much fear. I was in so much fear that my body started to attack itself. That's how much fear I was in. And to be able to hear his voice when I didn't want to be still because sometimes you know when you're, when you're still, you know you gotta listen and you know you can't run away. And you know sometimes you're just not ready to hear what he has to say. Because if you're like me, I know when I listen, I, I, I'm going to obey. But sometimes I run away or I wait a little bit, make excuses, because I know the moment that I'm allowing myself to be still and listen, I have to do it. My parents taught me well. My mama will tell you, I know sometimes I haven't done what she says, but even to this day, she knows she can count on me to listen or to be obedient to what she says. I might grumble. But my mama can call me, and if she needs something, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do what my mama says. And, and I respect her, and in that respect and in that regard, I know that when God tells me to do something, that I'm going to obey. So sometimes I may 
you know, turn my ear or wait a little bit to pray because I know something's coming that I'm going to have to do. Praise is painful. It's painful. I remember when God told me to tell everybody that we that we needed to go up there and praise his name at the church, at the hospital. It was hard because I didn't want people to see me cry. I mean, people see me cry, but I didn't want people to see me weak, I guess, you know, and in fear. And so it was hard for me to reach out. That was a really vulnerable place in my life to reach out to people and to lean on people and to ask for help. And I really had to rely on God at that time because we were all going through it. Lewis was going through it. My mama was going through it. And usually if my hubby can't be my rock, my mom is. And I, she couldn't be my rock. I, I just wanted to be her daughter for a minute because my baby was hurting and I couldn't. I had to go to God. And it was so hard. It was so hard because the things that we saw in that hospital, just in that waiting room, y'all, and to be able to find a way to praise through it, praise is painful because there are going to be times where God's going to call you to praise for someone else through your storm when you're waiting on a promise. And praise is promising, I'm telling you, but it's painful first. And a lot of times, He's going to call you to praise with somebody else before you see your breakthrough. But I'm telling you, when you take someone else's hand and you praise alongside of them, you will find that you will look down at the multitude and all of your enemies are dead. And, and you're going to have to find, find time to get all that spoil that's waiting for you because you are praising with somebody else and you completely forgot about your troubles because you, you lifted your hands high and you praised God. So I remember in the hospital that we met a grandfather who we got to pray for and he basically said goodbye to his granddaughter. He was, uh, her, his granddaughter was murdered by her, his daughter's boyfriend. Um, it was awful. She was like four months old and it was awful. And I remember there was another time where, um, oh, y'all, and I'm telling you, and you guys already know how awesome Winter's Church is, but in that, in, in that, in that season when Emery was sick, Y'all, I, I can't explain to you how important it is to to find people to praise with. And they came up to the hospital and they praised with us. And I remember there was a young woman, young mother that came in there and her daughter had been um, admitted to the ICU. And she came in there and she praised with us and we prayed with her. And I think it was, what, less than 48 hours and they were being discharged. And I didn't even get mad because what what do we usually do? Sometimes, I'm, I don't want to speak for everybody, but what do we usually do when we see something happening for someone else in our immaturity? We get mad. We're like, well, God, where's mine at? But you know what? I knew I was maturing because I didn't get mad. I rejoiced with her because it is awful to have to see your child in there, let alone someone else's. It's awful to be in their period. So I was rejoicing with her that she didn't have to spend another moment in that place. Hallelujah. And I knew that that our time was coming. I, I was just, and I knew that that was what was required of me at that time. That even if we were just praising for that moment for her, for her to get her breakthrough, you know, and see how, how she pressed through 
and she got her breakthrough. Amen. So go, go to Hebrews 13, 15. Talks about the sacrifice of praise. So if, if praise isn't costing you something, you're not doing it right. It should cost you something. Amen. It should. All right. So Hebrews 13, 15, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Amen. So, I mean, here it talks about it. It says that to continually offer the sacrifice of praise. So right there, we know it says right there in the Bible, black and white. Praise is a sacrifice. So if you are not sacrificing something while you are praising, then you are not doing it right. So think to yourself, when you are praising God, what you were giving up. And if you are leaving that, that well, and you shouldn't be leaving that praise because his praise should continually be in his mouth. So if it's not costing you something, what are you doing? You got to think about that. Because praise is a sacrifice. And it's always going to cost, and it's always, it, it may not always be painful, because after a while, you know, when we continually give things to God, it becomes easier to, and more delightful to. And the thing is, too, sometimes things are painful, but that doesn't mean it's bad. I know um, exercising, it hurts, but it, it's not, I'm not grouchy about it or mad about it. It feels good, because I know what's coming. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be squatting. My legs going to be hurting so bad. But I know I'm going to have a bomb booty and some bomb legs afterwards. <laughs> right? I mean, pain isn't always bad. Pain really, yeah, pain isn't always bad. It's just our perspective of it. All right, so Psalm 103. I just feel like we've all, you know, we all get caught up in just going through the motions, you know. We come to church and we know there's probably going to be four songs and we know it's probably going to be in this order and we get excited, you know. Ooh, I like that song. Oh yeah, you know. We get in it, you know, we we be high spirited, you know. I probably get y'all excited too sometimes, you know. Oh yeah, and the kids exceptionally hyper today. Yeah, I'm excited, you know. We get into the motions but there's more. There's so much more that he's trying to get us to do. I know for me that there's more that I can give and I'm learning how to, how to give it away. Cause I know that there's this dam that's been inside of me and I'm, I'm like, Lord, I want it to break. But then I'm afraid. I feel like when it does, it's going to drown everything and everybody. It's going to look like a tsunami, but you know what? That's fine. So what? So be it, you know? But I, I really believe that that's where, where he's trying to get us to, to really begin to press through in praise and, you know, switch things up a little bit. Maybe we need to start doing things a little differently. Like tonight, when have we ever, and I know I haven't gone to all the healing rooms, but when have we ever started a song for healing room? Never, huh? You know, sometimes we got to do a little, things a little different. We got to be open. So Psalm 103.1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, 
O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. So in so many of that, God praise is patient because we know he forgets not our um we we forget not all his benefits. So um we we know that praise is is patient. That sometimes while we're waiting on that promise, we gotta praise, right? So let's go to Psalm. Not I have a lot in Psalms, of course, because that's like all praise, right? <laughs> Um, Psalm 9-1, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Hallelujah. So you see a pattern here. A lot of times it says praise and it says uh, to sing. So um, you may not think you're the best singer and it really doesn't matter. You just need to open your mouth and and just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Just, to, just, just say something to him. Cheer him on. Compliment him. Appreciate him. Those are praises. Sometimes we, we put praises in a box. That's a, any kind of appreciation of God. Any kind of approval. When you, when you stand boldly before his throne in an act of praise... You are telling God that you are 100% fully persuaded of his word, that you approve of his word, that, I mean, I'm just going to go through what, what praise means, that you are applauding his word, that you're approving it, that you're giving a standing ovation for it, you are recognizing it, you are recommending it. When you tell other people about God, you are giving praises to him because you're recommending him. Hallelujah. So we put, we put praises in a box. There's so many other ways to praise him besides just singing. When we boost him, when we give him thanks, when we give him a tribute, when we celebrate him, when we cheer him, um, flattery, homage, a hymn, regard, worship, of course, is an act of praise. Hallelujah. So there's so many different ways to praise him. So I want you to remember that too. Don't get stuck in thinking, oh, well, I can't sing. So then you shut your mouth because you don't think you can sing, and then you don't praise him because you think that's the only way to praise him, and it's not, and you're missing out on so much stuff because your breakthrough is on the end of your praise. Hallelujah. And I really, end is not really a good word to say. You know what I mean, though. It's you praise, and your breakthrough is, is there. Hallelujah. You, you just got to open your mouth. And that's the thing that I learned throughout all of that with Emery, that the devil tried to shut my mouth. You got to open your mouth. You have to open your mouth. We are creators, just like the creator. And what is the one thing the devil wants to do? He wants to keep our mouth shut so that we stop creating, right? Hallelujah. So I want to go to... There's one really, Psalm 63, and I'm just going to kind of read through this quickly. This, this uh, whole really chapter, Psalm 63, is a really great guideline for praise. Just, it's just awesome. 
Because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes when I'm not sure of something or I'm learning or expounding, I like to have kind of a, like a, some directions, just on, uh, kind of a focus point on how to start. And then when I get more confident, you know, I'll, you know, do a little bit other things. But I like a guideline. So this is a great guideline to get you going. So Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary this, to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Hallelujah. 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 So, I love that. I love that scripture. You praise and see here, it talks about too, that um, in the beginning, this is a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. So we can go back and reference Second Chronicles 20. They were in the wilderness and they praised and they forgot. The number one killer of pure praise is distraction. And pastor's been talking about that. We have to make sure, and that's what I mean about making sure our praise is pure, is allowing ourselves not to be distracted. So we got to make sure, especially when we come together as a congregation, not to allow distractions to get to us. And I know as moms, as young moms, it's hard, but we got to learn. And, and maybe that's one of those things that the young moms will have to learn to, to incorporate praise and worship at home. Because when you do that more at home, the kids will get used to it, Right. So, um, because then we won't notice. We won't notice when we're in the wilderness. We're just going to be praising Jesus, right? So, and I'm telling you, I mean, we, we, we really got to start training ourselves to praise him no matter what. Because I'm telling you, I think the thing that is keeping us from that, from the greatest move of God that we've ever seen is distraction. Because we may not even notice it's here because we're so distracted. And it's the littlest things right? Um, one of the books I've been reading uh, that Tyler mentioned was Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I love it. It is such a good book. If you have not read it, please do. One of the things he says is that um, he believes that praise is one of the purest forms of prayer, which I thought was really awesome, which it's true. Um, and you, you cannot, as a praise is the purest form of prayer. You cannot do this with junk on you. So you may have to repent, Drop all that, all that junk down and praise his name. Um, there's just, you got to make sure you lay all that stuff down before. And one of the things that um, Benny Hinn also does in his book is he kind of puts an order of how he does things. And I like it because praise is the last thing on his list. So he's got confession, supplication, adoration, intimacy, intercession, thanksgiving, and then praise, which I like because Really, in order for praise to be pure, you got to let all that other junk go. 
And then you can truly, when you know that your heart isn't worried about all that other junk and you tell God about all that other stuff first, then you can really worship in spirit and in truth. It's hard to really worship in our truth and praise in our truth when we've got all that other junk we're worried about. So I really encourage you to find a way to make sure that your praise is pure. And don't think of that as, oh, well, I'm sinning, so my praise isn't going to be pure. That's not what I mean at all. I think we're kind of beyond that point, you know. But um, let's go to um, Joshua 6. Ooh. I'm going to read it. Okay, so this is about Jericho. So I know you guys, I'm, I'm just going to kind of just summarize it. So we know about the walls of Jericho and how God gave specific instructions and he said, you need to walk around the wall this many times and you need to do this. And I love how he gave specific instructions. They followed them specifically. And what happens? They forget. They, they, and you know what? I don't know, maybe I need to study this a little bit more to see, because I know there's so many significances in all these numbers and things. But one thing that just dropped into my spirit right now is all those times that they had to go around it. One of the things that I truly believe that God was also doing was ensuring that any distractions that they had, that they had enough time to let it go because their praise wasn't going to be pure. If they if if they decided, hey, we're just going to go around it one time and then praise, you think they would have been able to do what they did? No. It's unfortunate that it took that many times, but I'm glad that they were obedient and we got to see and read this awesome victory, right? So think about that for a minute. Think about how how long it takes you to get rid of and, and press down all those distractions that you may have in order to really praise and really think about that. Go home tonight and really think about your praise. Think about something that you've been crying out for. And Carolyn, I commend you because a lot of times I think when people praise the way you have, they think that we only do that when something's going wrong. And you know what? It, we should be doing that no matter what. People shouldn't be looking at you like, oh, man, she must be having it rough. No, we should be doing that all the time. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't, we shouldn't automatically look at somebody who might be praising a little harder and think that it's got to be tough. What if it's not? What if everything's just fine? And I'm not saying that things are tough, but I'm just saying we have these preconceived notions about how hard we're supposed to do things, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Our praise should never change. It should always be on 100. And another thing, because God's really been talking to me about words, and one of the things we got to really make sure, and, and he's really been lighting up a fire in me about the songs that we sing. And I'm telling you, these songs, the words are lighting up in me. Like I'm, I'm looking at these songs differently. Like the word, like I, like the word is literally becoming alive. Like I'm reading it and I'm seeing myself in it. And it's literally like, I, I can't explain it y'all. Like that's what it's about nothing's going to matter until these words become alive to you and alive and moving inside of you. Then praise becomes real. Worship becomes real. Life becomes real. 
you know, I, you you know when somebody when somebody's really had an experience because they're not going to just be able to sit here, stand here. They're gonna they're gonna be moved to do something because God is so good, and and forget not all His benefits, but even not even about His benefits, but just how good He is. And I know for me, I. <sighs> My relationship with God, with God has been getting so much deeper and he's reminded me of so much stuff in my childhood that I've forgotten as well as healing me from a lot of things in my childhood and changing some perspectives. But I've known God all my life, even though I didn't publicly get saved until 20, 2010. God reminded me of all the the quiet moments that I had with him as a little girl and and that I gave my heart to him when I was six years old. And just how precious he is, he really is to me and how, how much I've really had a relationship with him and I didn't realize it. And, and you know, sometimes we compare ourselves to other people and, and we compare our praise. We compare so much of ourselves to other people and we think, well, I haven't been doing this that long so I'm not qualified, but it doesn't matter. And I love how one of my secrets was singing. It was, all, it was always a little secret of mine. And I remember when I was too afraid to do it, so people just assumed that I couldn't do it. And I let them think that because I was afraid. And I just remember how being able to lead has been the one thing that I know without a doubt that God has given me. And I know without a doubt that I have to do better that I've been just going through the motions and I have been, I just haven't been doing my part in praising him and my pure praise hasn't been pure. So I know that I have got work to do, but what's so important is to understand the words that we're saying. And one of the things that God's been really stressing to me is joking. And I know it's in the word about being careful about joking and the jest and all that. But what I can't stress enough is our words don't know jest. They don't know sarcasm. They don't know our tones. They just know that when you speak it, they are commanded to do what you say. That we are creators made in the image of the creator. Of the creator. We are creation made in the image of the creator. So when we speak, it does. So we have to understand when we praise we are coming into complete agreement with what his word is saying. And I truly believe, like I said earlier, that when we praise, it is us, it is us in, in faith and in works at the same time because we are expressing ourselves. We're like, yes, God, I believe. Yes, this is what you're saying. And this is what you're going to do. And I am showing you that I agree with you. I feel that that is why we're supposed to praise because it is the one thing that we can do with worship that is both, that is both faith and works. And when you don't do it right, things don't happen. So we have to make sure that we're praising him the, the right way. There is a right and a wrong way to praise him. So I really want you guys to think about what your praise has been looking like and what it needs to look like according to the word. Because when we make sure that what we say is the word and we know that he moves to, to, to perform his word, that he can't help but perform it. Because what happens is when we're not speaking his word, it ain't going to happen. So 
If we make sure we're continually speaking his word and continually having that coming out of our mouth, we don't have to worry about all those curses and all that other mess that we're speaking. And be mindful, too, of what you listen to, even the songs. Because I know for me, uh, one of the things I'm going to be doing is going through my boys' phones because they're pretty strict. But even things, you really going to make your head pop up like that, son. But... But I'm telling you, praise is so important. And I think that the devil, he, he attacks that and one, one of the most things because it's pure. So why do you think he has music? Because what are words? What are songs? They're chants. Songs are so powerful. And I almost didn't even realize how powerful until I was listening to this girl, Yeba. Oh, she can sing. Oh, my gosh. She can sing. But I realized after listening, because I get obsessive over stuff, over songs and stuff. So I'll listen to it over and over and over and over and over. And then, like, I think maybe the second weekend, I'm like, man, why am I sad? Why am I feeling kind of low? Well, as, as amazingly anointed as she is, even though she's singing in the wrong genre, she knows the Lord, but her, her, her album was um, about basically her mourning the loss of her mother because her mother committed suicide. And so I felt all that. Of course, in the second week, I'm feeling low and sad. And I'm like, why? Because of what I was listening to. So you got to be careful because it's one more distraction, one more thing that you got to get rid of so that you can truly praise him and you can truly see the fullness of what he has for you. I, I know that I, I know that I can't, one of the things that men need, and I'm not going to get off on a marriage tangent, but one of the things that men need is honor and respect. God needs that too. And one of the things that I realized that before I realized that my praise wasn't where it needed to be was that I have faith. But another thing that we have to have is fear. We have to have reverence and respect and fear for God. And I didn't have it. I thought I did, but guess what showed me that I didn't? Because I wasn't respecting my husband. And he's a gift from God. So if I'm not respecting him, how is my praise going to be right? If I'm not right, if I'm not acting right in this area, if I'm not respecting my husband, that's, that's not right. So I wasn't fearing God in the way I needed to. So when you fear and have faith in God, that's, then that's just a little bit more of those distractions you don't have to get rid of so that you can lift your hands in pure praise and things start to happen immediately, immediately. There's no breakdown. But I'm telling you, our praise, our breakthrough is in our praise. We have, we, it's like we get there, we almost get there and then something happens because we're getting distracted somewhere. We're letting things in and we shouldn't. And I, I, I know that the more that we dive deeper in and we ensure that our praise is pure and that we really understand the power of it, because I don't think we understand the power of our praise, the power of our words. You are an army. Think about, I mean, mom, you, you remember, uncle, you remember, if we think about the preparation that armies go into, it's brutal. You, like, I remember when I signed up, you have to be a certain weight. You got to be a certain height for that weight. You have to do an aptitude test. You have to do a physical test. You have to do all these tests to even prove and prepare that you are even able to go in. And if you have certain ailments already, baby, you ain't getting in, okay? If you had too heavy a periods, 
You wasn't getting in as a woman. They were strict, yes. So imagine how much more prepared the praise team had to be in order to go forward in battle before everybody else. I mean, how, how prepared did they have to be? And what kind of praise are we trying to offer God? What kind of sacrifice, sacrifice are we trying to offer God? You know, I mean, we are his army, right? I mean, and, but we aren't, even, we, we aren't even fit enough to wear the armor of God. Like, come on, I mean, we, we really got to do better. So I, today, that was, I was thinking about that, how prepared the armies had to be in order to go into battle. And that's what kind of mindset we have to have, right? How, and I don't know this about, I'm sure they were very specific about the words that spoke over you guys, I'm sure. I'm sure that the, the army people didn't just say anything. I'm sure they were very strict. But we really have to be mindful of the things that we say. And if you're not sure, don't say it. And take it back to the word. Is that a, is that a blessing or a curse? Because ble remember, blessing, bless, it's interchangeable with praise. So is that a praise or is that a curse? And if it's not a praise, then it's a curse and you don't need to be saying it. Because I'm, I'm telling you, if we, our breakthrough is in our praise, we have to make the effort to press in our praise and we're going to see it. And, and I encourage you to find someone like Tyler was saying, there are people who haven't been here that need us. They just need us to hold their hand and praise them, praise with them through this storm, right? And you know what? I'm getting to the point where I don't care if you don't answer the phone. We Guess what? You shouldn't have told me your address. I'm going to just show up at your house. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a card that's an anonymous card, just so you know I'm watching you, but I'm going to be coming. I think that's what we need to be. I think we need to be a little bit more persistent with people that we haven't seen, with people that are being attacked by the enemy because they're being isolated, we need to praise with them. I think praise is a, is a partnership that we don't praise alone, that we praise together. And it's so much stronger that way, right? There's so much power in our praise or the strength that praise possesses. Do we, we got to understand the strength that praise possesses. It's so powerful, so powerful. So does anybody need those peas? that I said earlier, I can say them again real quick. Mom, did you get them? Okay, I'll say them one more time. And just think too, because I'm a visual person, think about um, just the strength that's connected when you applause for somebody, the, the strength that's connected when you cry. That's a praise. Sometimes we can't sing the words, and so all we can do is cry. That's still a praise. You're still opening your mouth and doing something. It is an act of an expression of gratefulness. So I bet not see nobody just standing there at their seat. And I'm not saying you got to come to the front. But, no, but, but when we really understand the power, that strength, the strength that praise possesses, we wouldn't be sitting at our seats. Because our minds won't be on the wilderness. It's just on the glory of God and exalting his name. We won't have time because we're so wrapped up in praising his name that the wilderness, we don't even see it, right? And I love it. I love, love, love 
the story in Second Chronicles so much because he said, you won't even have to fight this battle. You just praise him. And what, what happened? They got confused. They ended up fighting each other and killing each other. <laughs> How awesome was that? That's incredible. It's just, oh man, it's just so incredible. And that's what God wants to do for some of us. But we're not even willing to praise him to allow that to happen. All God is saying, just, 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 just cry for me. Some people holding back tears. They've been holding on to for years. And God's like, just cry for me. I know that's all you got, but just do it. I'm ready. He's got the jar ready to collect your tears. That's an act of praise, but you won't even do it. Maybe all you can do is just stand there and lift your hand. And all he's saying is just to say, I love you, Lord. Just do it. Open your mouth. Do something. People should be able to look at us, especially when we're in church, and to see that we're praising him. They shouldn't have to question it. Like, come on now. Who goes to a concert and just stands there? Would you get a front row seat to a concert just to stay in there? Nope. Would you get a front row uh, seat to a concert just to sit in your seat? Nope. Because what you going to see? You won't see nothing. <laughs> Are you going to get a VIP seat just, not, just to, what, not to go? Or to show up late, you're going to pay extra money? No. We, there's so many things that we cheer on. But we have a problem cheering on God. What? What? I don't even get it. <laughs> it don't even make sense. And you know what's so beautiful is this is what, this is, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, just read to you what, our praise looks like to God. And then I'm going to tell you those, those P's and then we're going to pray. So it says that he, that our praise to him is glorious, right? So glorious is delightful. It's wonderful. It's completely enjoyable. It's dazzling. It's grand. It's heroic. It's illustrious. It's magnificent. It's memorable. It's noble, it's remarkable, it's splendid, it's triumphant, it's majestic, and it's excellent. God sees those things when you praise for him. Come on, y'all. He delights in the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people. He delights in you. When you praise for him, y'all, come on. He enjoys it. It's magnificent. He I'm just getting excited thinking about his face when he sees y'all praise for him. How, how much he loves it that it's so memorable to him. That he remembers it. That he loves it. That it's noble to him. What do you think about when you think about nobility? You think about a knight, right? It's noble. Carolyn, when you praise him, he's like, oh, Carolyn, it's so magnificent. It's so magnificent. I love it. It's majestic. It's like he's dancing around you. He is. He's singing over us and he's dancing over us, right? It's heroic. When you sacrifice in praise, it is a heroic gesture to him. Think about the sword and the stone. And you go into that stone and you got all those people in line and you're like, Lord, I know I'm going to pull this stone, this sword out this stone. You already know what's happening, right? But you can't pull that sword out of the stone without going forth to do it, right? And you pull that sword out and what do you do? God is, that, that's like you praising him. You taking that time, that sacrifice to go to that sword where that stone is 
And you really don't know. I mean, you know that that's your promise, right? But you don't know how hard it's going to be. You know it's going to come out. You know that you're called to pull that sword out, but you don't know how hard, you don't know if you're going to have to give some, you don't know how much effort you're going to have to take. You don't know if you're going to have to pull a little bit. You don't know if it's just going to come right out. You don't know what kind of stance you're going to have to make. But that's the part of the sacrifice in praising. You don't know what's going to happen to get to that promise, but you got to do it anyway. It's heroic to him. I don't think we understand the picture that God sees and the picture that we create when we praise him. And the thing is, when we do that, then worship is so much easier. It's, it just flows into it. It won't take time, right? Because the sacrifice is already made. You made it in praise, right? So just think about how dazzling. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are literally created to praise him. So when you don't praise him, you are not operating the way you were called to function. So when you are not praising him the way you are called to, you are continually dysfunctioning, which means that you're continuing to block up your rivers of living water. So I encourage you tonight, you dazzling, glorious worshiper and praiser of the Most High, to go home and to praise him, to bless his name, to go into scripture to find a psalm that you can just speak and chant. And that's the thing. A praise is a chant. It's words spoken out loud in, in a cheer to him, in a cry to him. Don't have to be beautiful. It just needs to come out. You just need to open your mouth and let it come out with the cry of your heart. Right? That's what you got to do. Amen. So let me read you these P's. So praise. It is proactive. You got to do something. It is persistent because it's supposed to continually be in your mouth. Never stops. Praise is personal. You got to, per that praise is going to come out of a personal relationship with God. It is passionate. Those emotions that we feel, they are, they are created to come out in praise and worship. When you don't have another outlet, you, you, you let it out in praise. That's where that passion comes out. It is pivotal. You can just think about those moments when the tribe of Judah, when they, in that pivotal moment, and they raised their hands and they, and they obeyed God and they praised him in the wilderness and the enemy was killed and they were given their spoils. So much spoils that it took them over three days to collect it. That is crazy. That is what's waiting for you on the other side of your praise. Your spoil is there. Hallelujah. It is pivotal. But remember, it is painful. Praise is painful. But it's not bad pain. Praise is productive. It will always produce. It will always produce. So remember that. Whatever you say, whatever you're praising, it will produce. Because you're, you are speaking his word. And his word is, does not return void. So praise produces. It is precious. Because when you praise in him, he delights in you. And it is heroic. Praise is purposeful. There is a purpose to your praise. So remember that every time you open your mouth to praise him, there is a purpose to it. Hallelujah. Praise is patient. 
while you are waiting in the stillness, you can praise him. It's patient. You're just waiting on his promise. Praise is pure. Hallelujah. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Mm. It is perfect because God is perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think that, yeah, I think that's my last one. Hallelujah. Any questions or anything? Anybody have any prayer? So, yes, ma'am. Amen. I want you to um, basically like to become undone. And, but it, it, I was just talking to your mom about what, you know, that um, I started looking over my praise and that it became something that I didn't like. And it was because my private fellowship and communion wasn't where it needed to be and and so it was like I was praising on fumes so to speak of the last time and I remember when we when I was in and this was when I, I was in praise and worship and um it's kind of like an intercessory prayer. I know when we started, God was like, that doesn't excuse your personal time in prayer. And so sometimes I think we for, we forget that or we try to exchange that. But it's, it still goes back to facilitating that personal time with you. And so thank you for, for, for the word tonight, little Rhonda. <laughs> but, I no, I sense the anointing because... The other thing, and I thought you were going to say it, but it opens that portal to, well, you said it, but it's why we're here tonight. It opens the portal to the glory, to the manifested presence of God, which changes us, which in turn, it heals you. And so as you've been speaking, the Lord, the anointing is here to heal and so I'm just going to encourage that if you are here and to, I want prayer. It's more for my worship, but it's also, I didn't, the other point that you made was we don't think about sometimes how we partner with other people in praise and in prayer. And, um, I want to do that more because sometimes when you are in pain or you are sick, you, the distraction is, is to get out of yourself and out of yourself. And I think um, walking through what I've been walking through, that has been the biggest challenge. And doing having these opportunities of what we do at Winners has helped me because it's easy to say, 
No, I'm sick. No, I don't feel well. No, I need someone to pray for me. But when you can do it for someone else, it 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 it, it pushes you into that place of maturity. And so thank you for everything you said. It was it was just right. And so I just encourage you. I, I love to see I've never really seen you in this capacity and it's amazing. And I, I, I appreciate it because um Sunday was different um, for me. I used to dance before the Lord, and because of the things I've experienced and been through physically, again, I just got so full. I forgot about everybody else, and I felt like I just leaped over there and just started praising God, but it was out of his goodness. And even though there's things that's going on, I was praising to be in the lie, but it was so many other things because for me, he restored my worship and my praise. And so I I thank God for Winner's Church and everything y'all do. So I just, but that's what I want prayer tonight for that um, I continue to press in to worship and praise and um Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. And um, I'm going to say one more thing, and then I'm going to turn that off, and we're going to pray. But what you said, Carolyn, reminded me of it is it's important, too, to be obedient and to not be, to allow yourself to praise right here, that yeah, to do it in your private time. But when God, when you feel that, to, to just praise, to let go, because there are people here that need that. That blessed me so much. What you did on Sunday, you have no idea. And we don't know because we get so wrapped up in ourselves and in our fear and, and what we look like and in those, those distractions that what we have inside of us, somebody else needs to see it. And that, that is... That is for their breakthrough, that our obedience and letting go is allowing them, it breaks something in them. So absolutely, praise is, it's, I believe it's a partnership. There's so many things in the word where you see people praising together. It's so important. There is power in praising together. And I think we need to remember that too in this time that God wants to show winners church in our body something incredible and birth something in us. And when we get on one accord and really press in and praise and worship together, it's going to be something like we've never seen. So I encourage you to let go and to, and to really allow yourself to praise him because there is somebody that needs that. I'm, I guarantee it. Yes. People are watching you. We are a small church, but get over it because there's somebody that needs to see that. Just just get over it. You need to do it anyway, regardless of who's watching, you know? And and heck, think about it. Be like, you know what? I want somebody to watch me and, and that provokes something in them for them to get their breakthrough. We all want to be a domino effect. We all want to see God's power and his manifested presence like we never have before. And this, it, the time is now. Absolutely. And you're right. And you know what? as we praise things change it breaks yokes I mean it does so much but I just I couldn't stress tonight in 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 sharing the importance of of praise 
and us getting it right. Because I, I, I know just me being up here, how I was getting it wrong. And I'm responsible in, part, in, in leading. And if I'm getting it wrong, then how much more could others be getting it wrong? And I got to get it right because I want to be obedient and I want to praise him with everything I have in me. And, and, and that's, that's my desire is to praise him. And I believe that we are about to see a breakthrough. I'm telling you, like, we just got to, we just got to, oh, I just, I just can't, I just can't even think, I can't, I can't even say it. But let me um, uh, just close out for this and stop that and we're going to pray if anybody else wants prayer, because I, I feel the anointing too. Hallelujah. Oh, Father God, we just thank you for this word, Lord. Lord, I just pray that others that are going to listen to this recording, Lord, that they receive it. Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you for the, what you are doing in each and every one of us, Father. I thank you that we are so thirsty and hungry for you, Father. We thank you that you are lifting up our praise and our worship, Lord, that you are lifting up our prayer, Lord, that you are lifting up and we are pressing in in our, in our private time with you, Lord, that this begins in our private time with you, Lord, and it's going to overflow into our public time with you and our congregory time with you, Lord, with, with all of our, our partners of praise, Lord. That's what I'm going to call us, Lord, that we are partners in praise, Father, and that each one of us is taking the call right now to press in deeper and deeper in our, in our private and personal time, Lord, so that when we come together, that there won't be an ability for any yoke or distractions to be able to stay on anybody, Lord, that once they walk into that door, that because we have spent so much personal time with you, Father, that those yokes of bondage, that whatever it is that they may try to come in with, Lord, that it breaks at the door, Lord, and that we are able to go into a deeper place with you, Lord, that our praise will be immediate, Father, that there will be breakthroughs happening, Lord, that yokes are going to break, that bondages are going to be broken, Lord, that strongholds are going to be loosed, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are going to see your manifested presence like we never have before, Lord. We thank you for all the miracles that are happening, Lord. We thank you for, for maturing us, Lord, in our praise and in our worship, Lord. We thank you that our words are your words, Lord, that we are going to speak blessings and not curses, Father. That we are going to speak whatever it is that you have us speak, Father. That, that we thank you for the sacrifice of praise, Father. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing inside of each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for a fresh anointing, Lord. We thank you for a fresh wind, Lord. We thank you that you have left your Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us and to lead us into all truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us in this moment and in this season, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to help us, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to guide us into all truth. We thank you that, that any seeds that have been inside of us from religion, Lord, any, any, any kind of religious bondage that have kept us from truly praising you and learning your praise the way that you've called us to, Lord, we break it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you that we break any fear. We break any kind of distractions right now. We're getting, we're getting rid of those distractions right now. We thank you that we're breaking any bondage of unforgiveness or bitterness. We thank you that we're breaking the bondage of shame and guilt right now. We thank you that we are breaking the bondage of unworthiness, anything 
that might try to tell us that we are not worthy of praising you. We are breaking those bondages right now. We are worthy of praising you, God. You have created us to praise you, God. And right now we are walking in our fullness. We are walking in what we have been designed to do, Lord. We are walking in our function, in our fullness of our calling. We thank you, Lord, that we are allowed to walk boldly before your throne. We thank you, Lord, that we are going to praise you like we never have before. We thank you that we are yielding to your way. However you want to mess up the program, Lord, we are open to it. We just want to praise your name and lift your name on high. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. Oh, we thank you that we are going to make our praise glorious, Lord. We are going to make our praise majestic because you delight in our praise. You call our praise heroic and noble. We thank you, Lord, that you love when we praise your name, that you are looking for an opportunity to bless us. We thank you, God. <laughs> we thank you, God. We thank you that we will wake up early in the morning, Lord, and praise your name, that it will change the very trajectory of our whole day, that it will change the trajectory of anybody that is in our atmosphere, because our praise is so powerful, God, that anybody that is in, in our way, Lord, in, our, in, our, in, our, in any place near us, Lord, that we are going to be like, like Paul, that even when our shadow goes by, we thank you, God. We thank you, God, that we are going higher in our praise. We thank you, Jesus, and we seal it. Hallelujah. We seal it with your blood. Hallelujah. And we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.